The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Everybody's on board tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo, a.k.a. Little Ticket, on the other side of the takeout window. Low T, Chuck, screens your call. Low T. Uh, we got a big show tonight, including Movie Monday, the Football Minute, and uh, I'll get to the weekend recap in just a second, but uh, I want to go straight to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. WSB Radio's Pete Combs joins us uh, following the breaking news out of Pittsburgh, uh, the shooting at the synagogue. Pete, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, Mark. I am at the synagogue right now, the Tree of Life, in a neighborhood that, Mark, what is that neighborhood that down around Ponce, uh, west, uh, sorry, east of the station, it's the, the really nice homes there on the right. Uh, is that Euclid in that area? Yeah, the uh, North that's Highland what, area. Yeah, you know, that's a lot like what this neighborhood looks like, North Highland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the synagogue is a big, big building on a very busy corner. And right now, here in front of the synagogue, there are dozens of people who have come, and it's been a steady crowd ever since I've been here for a couple of hours now, and I'm told that it's been a steady crowd like all day long. They leave flowers. There are what look like uh, grave markers, uh, headstones, uh, representing each of the 11 people in the synagogue who died on Saturday when a gunman identified by police as 46-year-old Robert Bowers came in and opened fire with uh, an AR and uh, three very high-powered pistols and before the shooting was done as i said 11 dead six wounded four of them cops and the gunman himself wounded by police crawled out on his hands and knees from his barricaded position to surrender he was in court today mark uh he uh, made his first federal court appearance it was an arraignment before a magistrate uh he was denied bond he was afforded a public defender and he will go back to court in federal court on uh, a week from Thursday for his preliminary hearing, and that's when we'll start hearing some of the government's case against him. WSB Radio's Pete Combs joining us live from the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You got up there pretty quick, Pete. I don't know how much uh, time you've had to take in yeah, the yeah. landscape, but um, I, I can only imagine what the uh, how somber the mood is uh, outside of that synagogue right now. Let me kind of describe that to you, if, if you have a second. Um, Right here in front, as I said, a dozen people. The cars that go by here, as I said, it's a very busy intersection. It's very tight getting cars in because there's parking on either side of the street. There's a police barricade at the intersection. But, Mark, nobody honks their horn here. Everybody comes through very quietly, very peacefully. The people who come, they're quiet, they're respectful. They lay down their flowers, some put stones on the graves, as is Jewish tradition. Uh, There are some balloons here. I love you, we'll miss you, that kind of of sentiment. And then they stand, and some of them cry, and some of them hold each other. Um, Couples hold hands, moms and dads hold babies, and they just look at the building. And then eventually they sort of drift away, and it's that sort of a vibe here right now. I know when the news broke over the weekend, um, they they said that the crime scene was just horrific inside and it was going to take a long time to, uh, to, you know, map out exactly what happened. 
Um, is is the building still closed? Is the investigation still going on in the synagogue? Absolutely. FBI agents here now, they lead the investigation. They've been coming and going very subtly, very quietly in and out of the building. The building itself is still roped off by police tape. Uh, and there is still a law enforcement present here. But nobody seems to want to bust the rules here. Everybody just seems to want to come to pay their respects very quietly, some very tearfully, and then, and then sort of move on. Last night, there was a vigil at the Soldiers and Sailors Memorial Hall on the University of Pittsburgh campus. Uh, that was a huge affair. There were like 20, 2,500 people. They packed the building to the rafters. And another, at this mark, it was rampled. And at another several hundred people were out on the lawn in front listening to the vigil on speakers from, from, from the building. And uh, the, the one lady said that, you know, at one point, everybody at once put up their umbrellas because it really started coming down. But nobody, she said, nobody left. You know, I noticed that the uh, Longoria, I don't know if you watched football yesterday or not, but at the Steelers game, there was a, a lot of signs in the crowd showing support. Pittsburgh yes, strong. Yes. We stand with Pittsburgh. Um, sadly, Pete, you, you've covered a number of, of uh, you know, really tragic news stories in in your long career um pittsburgh as a whole um the, you know we, we you know they seem salty the earth people they seem like a group that that can't that you can bend them but you can't break them when, once you got to pittsburgh what was what was the mood just you know just getting into the city and, and how's the city as a whole reacting not just the area around the synagogue everywhere i've gone people know what happened it's not like you know people just didn't turn on the tv everybody knows uh, everybody says what a terrible tragedy. Everybody says they. Everybody says I never thought it would happen here. This this is something that happened someplace else. You know, Pittsburgh is not a, as big a town as Atlanta. It's a it's a cosmopolitan town, but it's nowhere near as big as Atlanta. So they feel this sort of small town thing, and they say that they just are shocked that it happened here. And yet, everybody I I met. I mean, you really gauge the sentiment right. Everybody I met was like, "We're Pittsburgh strong. People knock us down." But we'll get up, and we'll get up as one, and, and we'll move on. Here's something I don't know if you know now. Maybe you can you can check around in, in your uh, reporting. So this allegedly happened during uh, a bris or a baby naming ceremony at the synagogue. So I was very surprised when the victim list came out, and it was all, you know, people north of 50 years old. And I was very, you know, happy that there were no children that were killed. Do we know if, if that is true, if there was a baby naming ceremony? And do we know why— uh, thankfully, none of the victims, none of the, the killed or injured were kids, because normally there'd be a lot of kids in a ceremony like that. Yeah, Mark, actually, there were three services going on here. There are three different congregations that uh, meet here at the Tree of Life Synagogue, the building itself. There is the Tree of Life congregation and two others. Uh, and one of them is Reformed, one is conservative, and one is Orthodox. Uh, services going on with all three uh, at, at that time. Uh, and so the dead belong to each of these congregations. Uh, there was a baby naming ceremony that was scheduled, I believe, for 10 o'clock. The shooting started uh, before that at about 9.54, 9.55, when the first 911 calls came in. So what I was told by the FBI is that there were no children uh, who were hurt. They couldn't say if there were any children present. And at this point, we just don't know. All right, Pete Combs joining us live from Pittsburgh. You got up there so quickly, Pete. I appreciate your time on on this horrible, horrible story. Do you know how long you you plan on staying up there? Yeah, I think the president is coming tomorrow, Mark. Uh, so we'll be I'll be here uh, tomorrow, and I'll probably come home to Atlanta on Wednesday. I hope. All right, maybe we so can. Does my wife. Maybe we can check back with you tomorrow then, if there if there's an update on sure. the story. Absolutely. Pre- appreciate it as always, Pete. Thanks, buddy. 
You bet, man. Take All care. Right. There he is, WSB's Pete Combs, live outside the uh, Tree of Life Synagogue in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Which, uh, yeah, that my my weekend was uh, was going fine till that happened. That 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 hit me pretty hard. Um, I, I want to do something here that um, might seem a little weird, yeah, unorthodox. Um, as as you well know, I'm I'm a Jewish man, and um, this uh, I, I can imagine Longoria. If if you know something like this happened at a church of your yeah. denomination, that yeah. would that would hit you pretty hard. Definitely, definitely. Um, what, what I want to do here, and and I want to handle this. Uh, in a unique way, and and here here's how I want to handle this. And it, this might not work. We might not get any calls on this. But if, if you are listening right now, and and you are anti-Semitic, if if you don't like the Jewish people, because obviously a lot of people out there that are like that. I've experienced it uh, for a lot of my life. N- nothing as severe as as the shooting there in the synagogue. But I, I want to have a, a a civil conversation with people that don't like. People of my my religion. I, I'm I'm not, I'm just here to listen, uh, and and we can ask each other questions. It'll be a total civil conversation. I just want to understand because maybe if if I know why you hate us, maybe maybe we can fix why you hate us. I just I don't understand it. You could use a fake name. You can change. I don't care. You know whatever. But if if you truly are uh, anti-Semitic and and you think that uh, Jewish people are evil. I, I truly want to hear from you and, and understand. I want to understand your thinking. I want to understand why you think that um, that we are bad people. Uh, it's, that's the only way we're going to learn. We're not going to learn anyway. You know, I can't guess why you think um, that my my religion is is evil and the people are evil. So, uh, and I'm, again, I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to yell. I, I'm going. I want to listen to you. I want to know why you think that. Uh, my people deserve to die. Or if it's not that extreme, why you just don't like us in general. I'm not saying all anti-Semites are going to go into a synagogue and, and kill 11 people, but, you know, there, there's, there are, uh, there's a, a segment of the population that just doesn't like Jewish people. And I, just, I would like to know a better understanding of why. Again, you can use a fake name. I, I'm not going to, you know, yell at you. I'm not going to argue with you. I just want to hear you out. And, and maybe by listening to you... I can get a better understanding of, of what's going on. So um, that being said, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. If I had any prize packs to incentivize the anti-Semites out there, I'd, I'd even I'd give you a prize pack to call in because that's how uh, interested I am in your in your thoughts and beliefs and, and feelings about my religion and my people. Um, so there you go. It's, it's going to be a civil conversation. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. While Chuck is screening the calls, we'll do a quick weekend recap. Deb, how was your weekend, my friend? It was fun. I went to go see Albert Hammond Jr., and then there was some uh, Halloween fun in my cul-de-sac. Nice. I've got, I've got a Halloween story for you okay. when we come back All right. um, later on in the show when things are less severe. Who was the, the band you saw? I saw Albert Hammond Jr. He's part of The Strokes, but this is solo. Oh, The Strokes. Yeah. I know The Strokes. Really? Yes. Okay. I, what, you know, I know <laughs> of The Strokes. Yeah, right. I don't All believe right. that either. I know. I've heard of The Strokes. Sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Albert Hammond Jr. Yes. All right. My first intern was, uh, intern was Andrew Hammond. Okay. And he's now a musician in New York. Uh, how was your weekend, Longoria? It was pretty good. We took the girls to a trunk or treat at uh, church, and uh, they got a bunch of candy that nice. I'm now eating all of. Um, they got dr- got to dress up and all that kind of stuff. I made the mistake of thinking, all right, I'm going to start my diet today. And then I realized, I'm like, 
wait, Halloween. Let me do it after Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I, my, and after Thanksgiving. I'm not strong enough to resist temptation of Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Longoria screening, or no, Lotia no, screening not. calls. Um, he was in uh, Jamaica over the weekend for a wedding. We'll talk to him in a second. But I, I, I just want to have a conversation. If, if you are anti-Semitic and you know it, uh, let's just have a civil conversation about why. Maybe I can understand um, the thinking there. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Second hour of the show will be Movie Monday. Longoria is playing a movie soundtrack. If you guess the soundtrack at the end of the show, you may or may not win. We have no prize to give away. We have no prize to give away. You'll win a WS, you'll be in a Mark Aram Show Christmas card. All right, there you go. All right, uh, 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show on WSB. Welcome back to the show, 725, 56 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram with you till 9, trying to learn something tonight about uh, anti-Semitism and why uh, I'm bad. I don't know. If you tell me, maybe we'll learn something about this in a civil manner. 404-872-0750, wsb talk Joe, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Excellent. So uh, are you anti-Semitic? I don't know if I'm anti-Semitic, but I think there's three things okay. that bother uh, Gentiles about Jewish people okay. that they don't understand. Let me hear them. The first is the lifestyle of kvetching. Okay. About how a lot of Jewish people complain and moan and groan within a family type setting. And that's the accepted way of communicating and showing your love for other members. Okay. And then when they take that out, it becomes a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And when they take that outside the Jewish community, People can't stand that. So I, I have a feeling you're thinking of like one person in particular that you probably know no. that kvetches a lot. No, no, no. no. I mean, you, you do it to a certain extent. You tone it down. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure when you're with your family, you're probably a little different than you are on the air. I I don't know. I don't think I am, but maybe I am. I mean, it's a radio show. I, I mean, I certainly don't do movie Monday at dinner with my parents or anything like that. So it's there's probably some difference there. Um, but yeah, I, other, I, I understand the, other the couple the, things are, the, I mean, it's just, com- they complain and complain, complain to each other and, oh, well, we love each other. That's how we show our love. Gotcha. But Gentiles don't understand that. Okay. What, what else do you got? Uh, Jewish people are tough when it comes to doing a money transaction because they negotiate past the point of a contract being signed. Mm. A lot of them do. Joe, I've got uh, a business. Joe, I, wanna, I, I wanna, do a lot of business. Can you hang on one second, Joe? Can, can you hang on one second? Because we got to sure. step away from news. But I want to I want to drill down on that. That's interesting um, about the uh, the money part. So if you don't mind, hang on. Is that cool through the through the news? Sure. All right. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Uh, for, we're going to get back to Joe in just a second. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is the Mark Aram Show. Once like you are now. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mark... Mar- uh,
It's so good to be born in America. Well, men are free. It's so good to be born in America. All the home of the red, the white, and the blue. Welcome back to the show, 73723 in front of eight. Mark Airman pals with you till nine here on WSB. Trying to uh, understand what happened this weekend in Pennsylvania at the Tree of Life Synagogue. Breaking news we heard from WSB Radio's Pete Combs at uh, the top of the show. I, I feel powerless to help, and I thought maybe I can help if I understand why uh, people dislike Jewish people. I, I That was my idea for this show, and it seems to be going good so far. So if you truly dislike Jewish people... I want to have a, an open, candid conversation with you. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Joe's started off the show very well um, explaining why he doesn't like Jewish people. One is kvetching, which is, you know, constant complaining. Number two you started to get into was uh, a money issue. Recap that, Joe. Exactly what, what with money do you dislike about Jewish people? I think if you ask any person who has a service business, mm-hmm. whether it be a restaurant a uh, retail shop, a nail salon, a roofing company, mm-hmm. whatever. Jewish customers tend to negotiate past the signing of a contract. It's their lifestyle to just negotiate and negotiate and negotiate even after a deal's been made. Okay. And people don't like that. People that, don't like that. That's annoying. Once, you, once, the, once the contract signed. I'm going to give you an example of yeah, that, Mark. Please, yes, please. Even even with you, when when you went to work for WSB, you signed a contract, right? Uh, eventually, not at first, but yeah, eventually I was put under contract, yeah. Right now you got a contract. Correct, yes. Well, I mean, I hear you a couple days a week saying, oh, yeah, it's great to be on radio, but, you know, we work. They make us work too cheap. Mm, no, I, I mean, I, I signed the contract. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I, no, you but you I gen- that hold sometimes. on, hold on, hold on. But generally, uh, not not for me in, in particular. I think I'm vastly overpaid. But a majority of the people that work in radio, um, like no, Deb. You say you're underpaid. No, you I'm. You say you're underpaid. No, I promise you I do not. I heard I, you say it just last week. I promise I you. you say it just last I week. I promise you I'm way, I am way overpaid for what I do. Uh, I, I really well, believe you're being, that. You're being used in self-depreciating no, humor it's, now. It's, but it's, I've, heard, I've heard you say that okay. you're I'll give you that. I don't, I don't remember saying that, but I, uh, I will you uh, accept you. Okay. No, but, but the point yeah. I was trying to make was that radio in general, uh, people are under are underpaid. I think, Deb, are, do you think radio people are underpaid traditionally? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. are. The, the only people yeah. that make a lot of money are the people right at the top. And Correct. that's You know that going in. Yeah, exactly right. You do it because you love it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, okay. okay. What, the what's third the third thing, reason? Yeah. third thing is uh, before Asian people started migrating to the United States, Okay. You had Jewish people opening stores in bad neighborhoods. Okay. Okay. They, the Jewish people are the most educated, hardworking, uh, well, that's nice of you, you know, family oriented people. Mm hmm. And because of that, uh, you know, they would open businesses anywhere just to have a business. So they go in the worst ghettos in New York, mm-hmm. Detroit, and they'd open a, a little uh, convenience store. Sure, okay. 
Okay, and this was before the, the Koreans started doing that, the Chinese. And, you know, the, the black folks, they didn't really like that because the prices were high. They don't understand that it costs more to do business in a bad neighborhood. And the resentment started with that. And then the other part, of the bigger part of the resentment of that is they know, and you know, that Jewish people like to do business when they consume, they only really try to buy from other Jewish people. They'll take the money in in the ghetto, but mm-hmm. they won't spend their money in the ghetto. And that okay. pisses people off. Well, I, uh, and okay. It's people, and Mark has pissed yeah. people off for yeah. a long, long time. Fair enough. I, I think when people it started. People grow up with that. Mm-hmm. Little kids go up and, and overpay, you know, pay a dollar for a soda at a convenience store, and then they hear their parents say, yeah, that's those, those Jews rip us off, but we don't have a choice. They remember that. Yeah. And I guarantee you that this nut job from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. got, the, got the bad end of some type of transaction sure. or a couple transactions from a Jewish person. Yeah, something had and to it, happen. Yeah. And it blew, it blew his top, and he couldn't take it anymore. Now, it might not have been the Jewish person's fault, mm-hmm. but he perceived that, oh, once again, the Jewish guy got me. Gotcha. And he blew a gasket. Okay. Do you think that's a plausible explanation for what happened? I, I'm trying to understand why. I, but see, so I hear I hear your complaints. Uh, lifestyle, the money, um, the the uh, going into the gas. I, I understand what you're saying. Do you, do you see any validity in how that creates? I I can understand why. I can understand why 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 thinking that un, can create hatred of Jewish people. I I have a tough time taking the next step, Joe. or saying. Well, uh, I had a bad uh, business dealing with a Jewish person, so I want to shoot up a synagogue. That—that's where I lose. You well, know. of course, yeah, yeah. That's only you know one or two. Sure. One nut yeah. job in the whole world did that. No, but I, I. You got this feeling. A lot of people feel it, but in today's environment, you, you can't even come out and say that. Yeah. But a lot of people feel that, and you know. It keeps Jewish people from really being in the mainstream a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jewish people like to live in their own neighborhoods because they have their synagogues there and they. Uh, but but they, traditionally, you know, like, they don't really try and get in for a second. Let me get in for a second. They Joe. haven't really tried to mix it. We haven't tried to assimilate. Okay. Joe, I'm going to let you go. I really do appreciate the call. That was, uh, that was valuable information. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to break this down line by line um but but the third part you you talked about and that that's pretty that's historically with any immigrant group so whether it was the italians the irish the mexicans the jews um when they when they came to this country they all lived together and opened up uh you know stores in their neighborhood and that's you know if you went to you know off of ellis island the irish all moved to one section of new york and they all stayed there and you had irish owned bars and irish owned stores that that's just how it works is you you congregate with people you know and and germans you grow from the there thing. germans did the same thing exactly right um but i i think you have a valid point i think uh part of the jewish culture not so much now but back in the day was uh open your be your own business you know be your own boss kind of thing uh, that's how you make it great in america and i think historically that has has proven to be true 
And I think you've seen Indian immigrants and, as he mentioned, Korean immigrants really latching on to that. Um, instead of working for someone, you work for yourself and you open up a small store or a dry cleaners or a nail salon or whatever. But really, uh, Joe, I, I truly mean that. I, I do appreciate the uh, the insight there. Um, Daniel's in Marietta. Daniel, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, thank you for taking my phone call. I mean, let me explain you how uh, unintentionally and intentionally my grandmother in Mexico growing up made me this concept about Jewish people. Uh, Mexico is 85% Catholic, mm-hmm. and I was raised in a Catholic uh, um, home. Uh, please don't ask questions. You're Catholic. That's it. But what my grandma used to tell me, because I, I worked since I was very little, uh, she said, how much money you made? Oh, 10 pesos. Okay, uh, buy me this. No, I'm not going to buy you anything. I'm going to uh, save money. Dude, are you are you Jewish or what? And then and then uh, I remember I was uh, fighting with my sister, and I spit on my sister. Don't spit on people. Don't you see the Jewish people spit on Jesus Christ when he was in the cross, and then the, and the wow. Jewish people killed Christ? And I go, okay. So then... Uh, if I was, uh, if I like to save money, I was a Jewish people. I was Jewish. If I uh, wanted to be my own boss, I was Jewish. If I, I mean, everything I, they criticize Jewish people a lot. There's a lot and, of stereotypes, yeah. Exactly stereotyping, and then I, I learned more about Jewish people here because I used to work for Spanish radio here in America, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, stations are owned by Jewish people, and I. So that's when I realized, hey. These people is not how they describe it. You yeah. need, we need we need to, to, to know people for who, who they are. Doesn't matter the religion, but I think the hate is uh is inflicted because of their success. That's that's possible, and I think a lot of it. And and you, I think you've realized now, Daniel, as an adult, that a lot of that um, was was out of ignorance. You know, just if you don't know, you know, if if you don't know any Jewish people, and and thankfully Longoria, you now know at least one or two, with yes, Clark Howard, two. Uh, that, that once you gain that experience, you can kind of break free uh, from those stereotypes. So I appreciate that, Daniel. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Gary's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Gary. Hey, buddy. I'm glad to get on. Uh, let me just get right to the meat of it, okay? okay? Yes, sir. Okay. The Jews are... Have you ever heard the, the phrase, favor ain't fair? Favor ain't fear? Fear. Favor is not fear. I've never heard that, no. In other words, what that means is you can have favor. Sometimes favor just happens with people, and it's just the way the the, the cars unravel, and it's not fear. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I understand now. And where I live, we say favor ain't fear. Okay, Okay? I get it now. In other words, and that's kind of like what happened with the Lord and the Jews. Okay, the Jews are God's, is the apple of God's eye. Mm-hmm. They were his chosen people, mm-hmm. okay? And and he gave, the, and he made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob, yeah. That he would always bless the Jews. But at the same time, he gave them an awesome responsibility to be an example of, for the whole human race, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and so by them being natural and people, okay, they didn't really meet that responsibility the way the Lord... So the expectations people. that were set out for the Jewish people, we've not met, and, and that, you think, breeds some of the uh, the hostility. Right. All right, right, I know, listen, I can't speak for the entire religion, 
But I, I, I certainly haven't met expectations. I, I'll take some of the blame for that. This is good. I think we're having a, a good dialogue. I'm learning some of the things why people don't like my religion or me in, in particular. And I want to continue this. I, I think we're doing good work here to, to understand each other. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Hang tight. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the uh, show. We're trying to get to the root of anti-Semitism by talking to people that uh, admit that uh, at least at one point in their lives they did not like Jewish people. Uh, Anne joins us in Atlanta. Anne, welcome to the program. Hey. hey. Um, I, I'm not, you know, as I look back on it, um, I realize now some of my best friends were Jews. I think they were. But, but since Jews don't readily identify themselves, I, I'm not always sure, and that makes me mad because I think, it's designed to confuse the rest of us. Um, for instance, um, you, you, when I first saw you, were a lot chubbier and your hair was styled differently. Now, Mark, you are absolutely stunningly handsome. What did you do? Uh, I, I did nothing. I'm still chubby, uh, but I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, so do, do, you want, do you want us to wear identifying symbols? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I just think that already you already wear many identifying identifiable symbols. Mm-hmm. But, um, for instance, um, oh, I can't think of the, 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 guy, the woman who played the wife of Bob Newhart. Uh, Jacqueline Plissett. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Prochette. That's right. She, along with the girl who was on um, Living with Ch- whatever that children's show was, the guy became a real star. Um, they these are two Jewish women. Mm-hmm. I believe I think they're Jewish, who ethnic Jews mm-hmm. who felt they were viciously discriminated against because they didn't meet the Jewish requirements for certain looks. In other words, dark hair. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, you see what I'm saying? I, um, kind of. I don't. I wish I could talk more, in, but we got to step away for uh, the news break. So sneakiness. I'm going to add that to the list, sneakiness. By the way, I'm going to go through this list after all the calls and, and try to explain what I think about uh, these reasons why people are anti-Semitic. This is a positive step, though. This is better than doing nothing, which I think a lot of people are doing after the uh, the in the wake of that uh, horrible shooting in Pittsburgh. More of your calls. If, if you want to uh, do it anonymously, it's okay. But why are you anti-Semitic? Why don't you like Jews? I want to hear from you. 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Bertinelli, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show. To go to Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 8.077 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 
7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Everybody's here today. Deb Green produces the show. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck screens your calls. Uh, it's, it's a different kind of show today. I'm, I'm still kind of numb about uh, the breaking news over the weekend, the uh, mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We heard from Pete Combs live on the scene outside of the synagogue earlier in the show. And I, I've been struggling about what I can do to help. Yes, I can donate money and 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 thoughts and prayers. But I, I was like, how can I add to the discussion here? So I had this idea tonight to what we've been doing for the first hour of the show is to try to talk to people that that are anti-Semitic and are willing to admit it and and try to uh, see why they dislike Jewish people. I understand why you dislike people. There are people that I dislike, but I, I don't broadly dislike people of one religion or one, you know, my dislike knows many layers. You know, I, it doesn't matter to me your skin color, your religion, your height, your weight. I, I dislike people for different reasons, I, and I'm struggling to understand why uh, why there are so many anti-Semitic people out there. Um, so we're just having a very open conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to uh, shout. I, I want to listen and maybe try to understand why this hatred is there. That's the reason for this show. And I know it's uncomfortable at times, but I, I think we'll all be the better for it at the end of the program. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Al joins us on the program. Al, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Hey, I'll just get straight to the point. I don't know how many seconds I have because all I have to give is facts. Okay. So, uh, uh, whether you read the Torah, whether you read the Bible, um, with the Apocrypha, without it, here's the history. God's chosen people are not Jews. They're the 12 tribes of Israel from front to back. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar. Mm-hmm. So these, these tribes, they've been scattered. Jewish is kind of like childish which means childlike. So Jewish means like the Jew, Jew-like. So they're not the real Jews. That's what I was trying to tell you before. The so, real Jews, you identify them using the Torah, where they are. The tribes so of Israel. Okay, to, let me let me ask you a question, though. Right. It, it, but so the misinterpretation of, of the tribes of Israel, which led to the Jewish religion that we have in 2018, why— was that being held against someone that wasn't alive 2,000 years ago? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why hate Jewish people now for for something from 2,000 years ago? It, it has to do it has to do with stolen land. It has to do with a stolen a stolen heritage. And just like today, how we have fake news. You know, years ago, all that fake news stuff was going on. When the Greeks came in, they started to rename everything. Just like how when Columbus, after Columbus, whatever, renaming you know this land as America mm-hmm. after America's Vespucci, all that type of stuff. The real people, the real names of people has been changed. So the real heritage and what's really owed to people is what's important. That's what, that's what it comes down to. And that's why there's so much turmoil over there. Because the real Jew, which is from Judah, mm-hmm. it's going to surprise you, but it's, it's books upon books. And it's not, necess- it's, not, it's not the Japanese, it's not black people writing it. It's actually Jewish historians. Mm-hmm. That what what's, what's, what land was stolen? Just so I know, so I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay, so so Israel, what we call today Israel, I'll, I'll put it like this: that Suez Canal that's there, that Suez Canal is man-made. Mm-hmm. So the Israel is actually a part of the continent Africa. Correct. Right, but if you look on uh, Wikipedia or if you go on to you know Google Maps, whatever. It's not there. It doesn't show that. You really have to dig. Mm-hmm. So the fake news is 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 real. 
Okay. All right. So, so you, if I grant right. you all these all these uh, uh, statements, and I'm not I'm not okay. you know saying, but but to get me from there to hating Jewish people that are praying in a synagogue in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that that's where I I, I lose my my connection here. All right. I'll I'll make it. There's so much to talk about, but I'll make it plain. All right. The real Jews of the of the Bible are black. You know, black Americans are from the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. Right. They lost their heritage. They were given they were given the names of their slave owners. So their customs, their land, they lost it. They don't know who the hell they are. Excuse, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's OK. No, I understand. Okay. You're, you're riled but, up. But, I get so, it. so 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 the people who are there, when you read the, when you read the Torah and when you read the Bible, OK, the things that are going on right now, it has everything to do with the truth and lies. Okay. okay, and 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 that's what it comes down to. Al, they- I, I'm going to stop you there because we got a bunch of more calls to get, but I do appreciate the input. Uh, there's a lot to digest, um, and uh, and I'll take what you said at faith value. The lost tribes of Israel, et cetera, et cetera. But I understand what was was lost in translation two thousand years ago is is now being shouldered by people in my religion. That that's what I don't understand. Maybe something bad happened two thousand years ago, but why? the anger toward me who I was born in Connecticut. I'm from the lost tribes of Connecticut. You know, I, I, that's what I don't understand. Um, Jaime, which I'm uh, sure is his real name, joins us on the Mark Aram show. Hello, Jaime. Hey, hello. Jaime, you there? Jaime. Oh yeah. I thought I lost you. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, Yeah. I'm a Jaime Lopez Reddy. I'm a, I'm a pastor and I'm starting to be a rabbi. Because uh, that's why that's my calling. Okay. And, um, I I I was raised Catholic and I converted Judaism. And I tell you this, um, everyone that's called has has some truth, has some inkling in the truth. Um, but they don't answer your question of why it translated to what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the the answer to that is, it goes back to a gentleman named Martin Luther. Do you do you know who that is? Uh, the beginning of the Protestant Reformation? Correct. Yeah. Martin Luther is, a, is the father of Protestantism. Correct. Excuse my language. I speak so many languages. My That's tongue okay. I, once, okay. I said C to a guy in Japan. Right? <laughs> I answered him yes in uh, Spanish, so I understand. Go ahead. So here's the thing. Martin Luther wrote a book, which I'm not going to mention because it's so anti-Semitic that it just blows my mind. Okay. And in this book, he mentioned basically everything that Hitler did uh, was taken directly out of Martin Luther King's book, mm-hmm. and no, no one knows that the 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 father of the the Protestant movement was a an great anti-Semite, and that's a, that has been entrenched in these the uh, going down through the centuries up to now is still in there, and then people grow up with hate of Jews, and they don't know what a Jew is. The gentleman who called before, he had some inkling of the truth. That Jews and not the Jews, that's incorrect. There, there is, there is some some truth to that. But so I think what I think was where, where, where there's a disconnect is all right. So Judaism is, is a religion, okay? Uh, the lost Israelite that's separate, okay? J- Judaism is a religion. Yeah, it's there's a culture around it, sure, but Judaism is a, is a religion. You, we don't actively look for converts. We're not knocking door to door saying, hey, Longoria, 
I know you got that Christmas tree, but you know we got gefilte fish. You know we're <laughs> and we not got eight days. Yeah, we're not trying to. We don't go out and proselytize and right. try to convert people. So there's there's two. I mean, it's it's very complicated. We can't do this in, in a two hour show. But it doesn't really get to the point of why in 2018 there is still rampant anti-Semitism. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, Czar is in Alpharetta. Czar, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. My I've been pleasure, waiting for Zara. a long time, actually. I need to go to the bathroom, and I've been holding it. <laughs> All righty. So, so here's the deal. So um, I, I know something you could do, Mark. It's in your, it's in your power. It's in your control. But, but let's, see. let's see if you can do this favor for me. So, so I'm, a, I'm a new listener uh, to uh, your radio station, mm-hmm. and every now and then after work, I, I tune in. And a while during lunch, I tune in, and I, I listen to different hosts. One of the common themes I find among all the hosts is this. They, they, talk, uh, they don't talk good uh, about Islam in general. I'm a Muslim, and, and which is why you know, I, uh, you know, I, I kind of um, tag on to it. And some of the things they talk about is, is, is not accurate about a religion. And, and here's what the point I'm trying to make, and I'll be short here. If people who hear th- those things, and they don't know, not a lot of people know about Islam and its true teachings. And it's, you know how you, you heard about the term, little knowledge is dangerous? So, so when they talk about certain things of, of Islam or of, uh, about Quran, people listening will, will form an opinion, and that opinion may not be true. Um, and then the problem here is that, you know, it just takes a person like in Pittsburgh, a gun who everybody has, and he may be under the influence of alcohol, and he may think about certain things and form an opinion. And one thing, and, and there may be one day where that opinion would lead into an action, just because they're having a bad day, I go to a mosque in Alpharetta, and now, you know, after hearing this, I'm afraid to go there. And then when, you know, when, so, so and for the same reason, right? I mean, you never know. Here's what, what I think the problem is, Zara. I, I, I appreciate the call, and thank you for holding. And thank you to the uh, the Muslim community in, in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh. They've donated over $150,000 already uh, to the cause, and... Uh, our, our Arabic brothers and sisters have been uh, standing guard while while we sit Shiva, which is uh, the the act of, of mourning our loss. So uh, a, a commendable job. What I problem the problem is 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 ignorance. It really is, and it's not just with uh, with Judaism, but it's certainly with Islamic re- religion. Now there are certain aspects of of there are certain people that interpret the Quran in a, a very radical way. And there are people that interpret the Torah in radical way. There are radical Jewish people out there, just like there are radical Muslims, just like there are radical Christians. I mean, that's it, it's all in the interpretation. But I think the, the biggest problem overall is the ignorance. I think there's a ton of ignorance when it comes to Islam. I've got a, a lot of Muslim friends, and these people aren't terrorists. They're doctors. They're they're actors. They're they're accountants. They're I mean they're they're just normal people. And I think if if you have never been exposed to uh, people of different faiths, of different colors, of different thought processes, and this goes politically too. You know if if you if you don't have any if you're a conservative and you don't have any liberal friends, you're missing out. And if you're a liberal and you don't have any conservative friends, you're missing out. You're in that in that bubble of ignorance. And and that that. That's the root of a lot of things. And I think Erickson had a good point. I don't, I don't know if it was on Meet the Press or not, but um, talking about, uh, by the way, how cool is that that he was on Meet the Press? Yeah, you're talking about not knowing your neighbors. I'm kind of jelly. Yeah. yeah. Um, not knowing your neighbors. Yep. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. When I was growing up, um, a fairly liberal household, next door neighbor, 
uh, a Christian conservative uh, state trooper. Best friends. Yeah. I, I, his son was my best. I mean, two doors down with Jamaicans. A Jamaican family. In Connecticut. In Connecticut. <laughs> and I fed their goats. Never do that, by the way. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of goats in Jamaica. Yeah. They oh, were yeah. everywhere. I do want to talk to you about your Jamaica trip. Uh, so uh, I think Erickson had a good point there. If, if we don't meet people that are different from us, that tends to breed uh, negative feelings. This this whack job that killed the 11 people in the synagogue in, in Pennsylvania, I'm assuming he did never had a Jewish friend. We'll come back more recalls. I, I really do think this is productive, by the way. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 825, 53 chilly degrees on Peachtree Street. Feels great out there, though. Uh, Mark joins us in Alpharetta. Mark, welcome to the program. Hello, sir. Hey, Mark. I appreciate uh, you taking my call. Uh, I am Jewish, and I tuned in around 735 when that gentleman was talking about the Jews gouging the folks in the ghetto and Mm -hmm. everybody being highly educated. And I wanted to bring up two things that you may already know personally. But I believe there's two major reasons for this permeation of, of, of this hatred. And part of it is ignorance, like you said. Distance breeds ignorance. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that. But historically, if you go back, the earlier caller mentioned Martin Luther. If you go back to the Middle Ages, the power were people that owned land. And Jews, because of the anti-Semitism, were not allowed to own land. There was nothing left but to become educated, become a tailor, mm-hmm. become a merchant. And so when they came over here, that's all they knew. They were not farmers. And, you know, it just handed down. When I was born, I knew I was going to college. There's <laughs> no if, answer, buts about it. And the other thing, I learned when I was 15, working in a grocery store up north, and there was a gentleman there. He was from Greece. And I'm not picking on Greeks, but he happened to be from Greece. And he found out that I was, he said, you were Jew? And I said, yes. And he said, you killed Jesus. And I said, no, I didn't. And I said, I think that's a, I think that's a big part of it, uh, of the fact that, um, you know, the belief that Jews killed uh, Jesus Christ, the, the Savior. What, what I don't understand, though, is, and maybe we can get in depth in this in the last half hour, if I grant you that Jews are evil and they're the worst and everything, those those eleven elderly people praying in a synagogue on a Sunday, really, they are the they're the culprits. They're the ones you're going to punish. They're the globalists. They're the ones that are funding the caravan. They're the ones that killed Jesus. I just don't understand that in a sanctuary of prayer. All right, we'll come back. More of your calls. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. Cooper, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. All right, welcome back to the show. It's 837, 23 in front of 9. Not your typical Mark Aram show. For that, I apologize, but I'm still trying to uh, come to grips with what happened in Pittsburgh over the weekend, the shooting at the uh, Tree of Life uh, Synagogue. Uh, Pete Combs joined us live from the synagogue. He'll be updating the situation there tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News starting at 4.30 a.m., and hopefully we'll get him back on tomorrow. Uh, what, what are we doing tonight if you're just tuning in? I'm trying to wrap my head around um, the, the anti-Semitism that uh, lingers and perhaps is growing uh, in the United States and around the world. And I, I'm just asking if you are anti-Semitic, uh, 
okay, I'd like to hear from you and, and just explain to me why, why Jewish people are bad and why you hate Jewish people. I, I, we're doing it in a very civil way. I just want to hear your analysis so I can better understand because I, I just don't get it. You know, when this news happened, I've never been to that synagogue. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I don't know if I've ever been to Pittsburgh. But I kept thinking about the synagogue that I grew up in in Connecticut um, where I went to Hebrew school twice a week where I had my bar mitzvah. Um, we, we never had security, you know, where I went for the high holy days and for Shabbat service. And um, I, I'm just visualizing a gunman how easily it would have been for them to walk in, walk right into the, uh, the, the area where we pray where the Torah is, um, and, and shoot up. So I'm, I'm visualizing the people that I grew up with, the, the older people that uh, were in my synagogue, and I'm, I'm picturing that happening to them, and it's, it's a struggle to try to understand why. So for this show, uh, I, I want to know why, and I'm not saying if you're anti-Semitic and you're listening right now, you would do anything as, as, as awful as, as kill 11 people that are worshiping, but I just want to get a better understanding of, of why that anti-Semitism still exists. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, oh, we lost Russ in Gainesville. I was just about to go to Russ. Sorry, Russ. Tony's incoming. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Uh, Tony here incoming. Hey, Tony. Um, basically, I just wanted to, I'm not anti-Semitic by any means, but uh, I'm really sorry what happened in Pittsburgh. But, um, I Thank think you. it's, uh, you just said it, uh, it's all about ignorance. Um, when I was growing up in Mexico, uh, there was no one telling me, you know, you have to hate black people or you have to hate, you know, white people or whatever. There was none of that. So when I came to the United States, I was 16, and I went through some rough time with blacks, um, whites, that could have an impact in my life to have hate towards these people. But I decided not to because when I was growing up, no one was telling me to hate anybody. Mm-hmm. So um, there was one time when uh, my car keys got locked in the car, and so I called a uh, locksmith, and uh, this young kid, probably about 18, 20 years old, came to unlock my car, and uh, he was from Palestine. Uh, so when I asked him, you know, because of his accent, so I said, you know, where are you from? He's like, Palestine. So I said, oh, so you guys kind of have a fight with the uh, Jews, right? With Israel, he's like, yeah, we hate them. Um, and uh, I said, why do you guys hate each other so much? So he's like, I don't know. We just hate each other. Yeah. And if that, he that, gave me that, the that sums it up right there. Too. That that really does. And and what's uh, I, I I don't know. I do appreciate the call, uh, but I, I just I don't know what to say. Uh, Mike's in Swanee. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, that wasn't the first temple bombing. You you weren't around when they. They bombed the temple that was on Peachtree a yeah, long time Yeah, well, right down the street from uh, the station the here. Ku Klux Klan thing. Yeah, but this wasn't a bombing, though. This was a shooting, the, the shooting at the temple in Pittsburgh. I don't know how many people may have died at the temple in, yeah. in Atlanta. Well, they're saying that this is the uh, the largest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history, which, which is kind of surprising to me that 11, only 11, and it's a huge number, but I would have thought that in the past— yeah, you would thought more. Yeah, like, exactly I mean, right. Um, there have been, a, you know, obviously a number of incidents, but that was that was the deadliest. All right, let's take a sixty second pause just to get catch up on uh, on week. I think we need that anyway. Let's get a, a football minute with Johnny Kielbasa. We need sixty seconds to breathe and relax. 
No one I'd rather breathe and relax with than Johnny Kilbasa in the Football Minute. Uh, he's going to break down the weekend that was in the world of pigskin in exactly 60 seconds. You ready to do this thing, Johnny? Never a bad time for the Football Minute, Mark. Give me some of that 10-yard fight. Week 8 in the NFL, Week 9 in college, Week playoffs in the MLS. Your Atlanta United FC lost their last game and missed out on the Supporters' Shield by two points. But they have a first-round bye in the MLS playoffs. Your number 6 Jacksonville Bulldogs went to the party, poured some cocktails, and ate some gator. They're still tied for first in the SEC. But look out for those Kentucky Wildcats. The Bulldogs travel to Lexington Saturday. Your Midtown Ramblin' Wreck went to Blacksburg and out the Hokies with 465 punishing yards rushing and negative 5 yards passing. Who needs to throw when you can flex the bone? Your Magic City Dirty Birds run a Bye-bye, Birdie. Your Decatur Street Panthers keep losing and aren't worth mentioning, but your Statesboro Screaming Eagles knocked off Appalachian State, and they're riding high atop the Sun Belt. Let's pretend Mark Aram's New York football Giants were in a bye week last week and this week. Four Jaguars got detained for a minute in London for apparently trying to walk out of a strip club without paying their tab, but they ended up paying it. So there. The Cleveland Browns went from America's team back to Cleveland's team when they fired their head coach and offensive coordinator earlier today. And tonight, the New England child to have a squash match against the bloated carcass of the Buffalo Chicken Wings on the MNF. Johnny Kilbasa and the Football Minute get everything Kilbasa-related on johnnykilbasa.com, and we look forward to uh, your fast food review tomorrow, Jonathan. All right. Better day, brother. Thank you, sir. Johnny K, always bringing uh, much-needed uh, breath of fresh air. Connie joins us in Dallas, Georgia. Connie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, Connie. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Okay, well, um, I would classify myself as evangelical. Okay. And I told your guys that I think part of this is prophecy. Um, you said, you know, you went to Hebrew school and all that, but, um, I mean, it's, isn't it just a big old family feud? I don't know. My, my family, we're not, you know, we don't generally shoot up places of worship in a family feud, though. You know what I'm saying? It's, no, no, it's, no. That's not what I'm. I meant the the uh, like the Isaac was the son of the prophet uh, the, the promise, but Ishmael was a son, but an illegitimate son. But the hatred is ignorance, as you said. It it really is is ignorance, and you know you can say Jews killed Jesus, or it was the Romans that killed Jesus. It it was you know the evil that. Really, it happened. It doesn't matter who that evil came through. Yeah. That's, but it, if, if, if let's let's just assume that that's a main reason is that uh, Jews killed your Lord and Savior. I'll, I don't know the truth. I don't know what's going on. Let's just assume that's that's fact. What what does that have to do with me in 2018? You know, 2,000 years ago, okay, the Jews killed Jesus. I didn't. If I meet a 22-year-old German kid, I don't look at him and go, oh, "You son of a bitch!" You know what you, <laughs> you don't did think to he was part of the yeah. What you yeah. Did, you know he's 22. He wasn't running Auschwitz. I don't hold him responsible for that. Sins of the father, man. But well, that people. I'm just saying, a yeah, lot of people. That's I know. how they live their life. It's it. But I mean, my people weren't in Rome. 2,000 years. I mean, what, why? The 97-year-old the Holocaust survivor that just got shot and killed, she's the reason that 2,000 years ago your Lord and Savior was uh, was was killed? I, I just don't understand it. Phil is in Gainesville. Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you. 
Um, it's politics, Mark. How so? Very simple. Politics. How so? Well, uh, I'm a conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the Jewish people, uh, no, I shouldn't say it that way. Most of the Jewish religion is dominated by people who say abortion is okay. All right? That's the first point. The second one, they're going to always vote Democrat. The third one, if you go back into the Old Testament and you start looking at what happened as the community started to grow, is the city started to be populated by different religions, different beliefs. The Jewish people were led by folks that would gain power, the community leaders, the community activists. They would get to the top of the pile, and they'd tell everybody, this is the way it's got to be. This is what it's going to be. And it's can, you give me, can you give me an example I, of that? I am not. Please. please uh, no, I know. Listen, Phil, I understand. But can you give me an example of that last that last point? Where did that happen? Where Jews got yeah. to the, the head of, uh, of power and said, this is the way it's going to be? The, the communities. I'm not saying they got in power. In the communities. The, go back to where, when they came out of Egypt. All right. Mm-hmm. They were right behind Moses. Yep. Everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, things weren't fine. They started migrating to Aaron because they felt like Moses had abandoned. And I don't I don't take everything that's written in the Bible. Sure, like sure. That. I understand. Um, here's the deal, Phil. I really appreciate the call, but we're, we're super short on time. So real quick, um, just to shedding light on uh, the anti-Semitism Jews according to the last caller, uh, are okay with abortion, and they vote Democratic. Okay. And they rose to power in communities and um, told people what was going to happen. Getting a little more insight into the uh, the, the buildup of anti-Semitism. Uh, Jews are okay with abortion. They vote Democratic. And uh, once they get into power, they tell you how things are going to do. I don't have any time for any more calls, unfortunately. And I'm so sorry, Megan, Pennsylvania, but I do want to give you my final thoughts before I go. Uh, Chuck, if you can, get Meg's uh, mailing address uh, so we can get her uh, Mark Armstrong Christmas card because I don't want her to miss out on that. All right, we'll come back. No more calls uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. All right, uh, final segment of the show. If you missed any of the show, Longoria is going to post it on my uh, Facebook page, Mark Aram WSB, as soon as we get done. I'd love for you to take a listen to the whole thing. Uh, let, let me just react to what we've learned tonight from uh, some some of the anti-Semitic folk out there. Um, we'll start with the first caller. I think his name was Joe, the kvetching. Um, I guess that's a cultural thing, complaining. I, I think a lot of cultures absolutely embrace that um but okay here's here's the one it's it's the the jews and the money thing that's that's the one that that gets me because i never knew about that until you know into my teen years that that was a stereotype that jews are cheap i i i'm i'm not saying there aren't cheap jews out there but the ones i know aren't you know i i i I don't know where that i just know a ton of cheap people yeah I, I just I don't know I, I I don't have I know I'm not I know my parents aren't even though my mom wouldn't buy me lobster 
that, that I guess that was kind of a, a cheap thing. It's a bit of a cheap shot. That was a little bit of a cheap shot. Um, but I, I don't know. That I think that's a big hurdle to uh, to overcome that stereotype that that Jews are are cheap. Um, sneakiness. That one lady said I was sneaky, trying to hide who I was. I, I think I'm pretty open about my religion. I didn't Very used open. to be. You know, I grew up in a in a pretty you know small town with not a lot of Jewish people, and I, I didn't really vocalize my faith. I just, you know, keep your head down and do your work. Um, the bottom line is, and I, I'm going to speak generally here for all of Jewish people, um, we just want to survive. That That's all we want is to, you know, to keep living and to keep the, the, the culture and the religion going. That That's our number one goal. And if a Jew uh, has offended you in the past, I apologize for them. Um, I just, uh, this, this madness has to stop. You can hate me for me. Don't hate me because of my religion, I guess would be the, and I get it. If you hate me, you hate me. That's fine. Just not because of, of my religion. Uh, real quick, who, what was the uh, soundtrack tonight? We didn't really get to movie Monday. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I would have gotten that one. Yeah, you would no, not I'm have. kidding. Uh, let's do Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Uh, everyone that listened tonight, uh, that put up with this uh, interesting two hours, you get started the show. Thank you for uh, permitting me the uh, opportunity to talk about this. We'll get back to fun and frivolity tomorrow, I promise. We'll have fun, we'll laugh, we'll learn about Chuck's Jamaican vacation, all that good stuff. Uh, continuing the conversation on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.